Welcome to the Avenging Hour. I'm Jason. I'm John. Hi, John. <laughs> Hi, Jason. How are you? I'm doing well. Hey, did I tell you that I listed a bunch of stuff on eBay? No. What did you list? Um, some old action figures. I had some Marvel comics like and DC comic color guides. Well, yeah, we had talked about the one. Uh, I had the one color guide from uh, Joker, The Last Laugh, that one issue that you and I were going back and forth on to try and figure out what, what book it was from. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. There's some money to be made in those things. Really? How'd you get those? Or can you I say had bu- I had bought them off eBay years okay. ago, like a long time ago. And yeah, I sold some old magazines. I sold some old uh, Halloween costumes. I made like $1,700. Wow. Yeah. That's not bad. No. I still have some Star Wars figures and some Simpsons figures and a couple of little random things to put back up. I've never had the patience for that kind of... I had, kind of I had so much stuff. We... I was, this is going to, it's a long story, but I'm going to make it short. I had been in a, we lived out in Vegas for five years. I was in a car accident right before we moved back. And I had hired this lawyer who told me, we're going to sue this guy's insurance company. You're going to get like 15 grand. It's going to be amazing. And I went on a spending spree on eBay. This was before I owned my comic book store. And I ended up buying, geez, like 40 long boxes of comics off of eBay. Like all this stuff. I spent uh, like $2,400 on a credit card. And then the guy finally settled for like three grand. And after he took his cut, I think I got like $1,300. So I was already in debt from, yeah. And then not sure, not long after that, we ended up moving back here to Pennsylvania. And you had to move 40 long boxes? Oh, yeah, it was crazy. It's insane. In fact, my well, part of the collection I bought from some guy in like Allentown. And my father, my parents were still here in Pennsylvania. My dad actually drove out to Allentown and got, there was like, seven or eight boxes it was a whole like collection of old wonder woman and jla and batman stuff that i ended up reselling so i had a bunch of stuff in our we just moved two years ago into a bigger house our old house we had like all the stuff that i brought from vegas still in boxes all these action figures that i had on display because we had a a larger house there and not as many kids and i had all this extra stuff and i just it was had been in boxes for almost 20 years and i finally was like i need to make some room in this new house i'm going to sell a bunch of this stuff on ebay and i didn't realize it was a larger house i feel like the house you have now seems larger no the house in vegas we had oh, a, oh, we had a four, about four bedroom house in vegas and we only had one kid at the time so i had this huge office and all my comics so you my... added kids and subtracted bedrooms that seems like a poor no, choice no no of... when we moved home we still only had the one kid we we got a three bedroom house cuz we didn't need as much space and then we ended up having two more children and quickly outgrew the place gotcha yeah so yeah, I had a bunch of stuff and I sold it, the stuff that I had saved for 20 years. So, you know, if you want to sell stuff on eBay, just buy stuff now and then resell <laughs> it 20 years later. It's amazing. You make money off it. Simple. <laughs> anyway, hey, welcome to the Avenging Hour. Did we say that part already? Maybe. Uh, this is episode 178. We're going to, unfortunately, cover West Coast Avengers Annual number three from 1988. This is a pile of dreck. This is part of a storyline called the Evolutionary War, and this is like part eight or something. Out of context means absolutely nothing. So you don't even know why. The first two West Coast Avenger annuals were crossovers with the Avengers annuals. Right. So they were self-contained stories. And in 1988... Yeah, they played softball. Exactly. <laughs> in 1988, that's where Marvel said, you know what we could do? We could make one story and have it run through Every single annual we publish this year. Yeah. And won't that be fun? It's a 22-part story for no reason. And the answer is, of course, no, it will not be fun at all. These stories are universally bad. This story wouldn't even be good if it was self-contained. Yeah, it's hard to really say what's going on in the Evolutionary War because it's it's actually not that important. Because... <laughs> 
it wasn't really a very cohesive story at the best of times. Basically, the high evolutionary wants to evolve everyone on Earth, and he's going to do it through means. Here's the thing. The high evolutionary isn't an interesting character. The coolest thing he's done is turned a cow into a woman. <laughs> I don't. The high evolutionary, in my opinion, really exists at his best as a way to create creatures but like you don't care about him but they're dumb well even i'm not, saying, not even interesting creatures i'm not saying i disagree with that but i'm saying that you the evolutionary should be in the high evolutionary should be in the background he's not a foreground character yeah, agreed he, he's also not, he's one of those like mastermind kind of guys that yes. you don't yeah you, you don't need to see him he's not important well he's just there to, to create creatures and move plots along the problem with him though is they keep trying to make him more interesting so they give him powers like at some point in like I don't remember him being able to grow twenty feet tall. When did that become a high evolutionary thing? Well, the high evolutionary has one of the most ill-defined power sets in the Marvel universe. He is someone who starts out as just a guy in a suit of armor, and by this point in time, they kind of want to make him a cosmic level character. And yeah. I'm like, I, he's not. He's just a guy in a suit of armor. He's just some British scientist guy. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 not. I agree with you. It's not good. There are two parts. Well, there's three parts to this story, but there's two parts to this story that matter. <laughs> that third part, I don't. I didn't think I read it. The the two parts that matter are both written and drawn by Steve Englehart and Al Milgram. Mm. It's kind of unusual to have your main creative team doing your annuals. But maybe they maybe, they, maybe they're the ones that came up with the whole idea, and they were going to just write this for the West Coast Avengers, and they're like, no, let's make this a line wide thing. I don't think you can blame them for a lot, but I don't think you can blame them for this. So this one is called, the uh, first part's called Heads You Lose. And it starts out with the High Evolutionary overseeing a bomb being built. Yes. And hey, look, that's Bill Foster. Yeah, that's what's cool about this story is we get to see Bill Foster again, who we've not seen in this title. Well, we saw him in this title very briefly when the West Coast Avengers were being set up around like Avengers issue like 240. Oh, I think it was around 240 when Hawkeye and Mockingbird first went out to the West Coast. Bill Foster was there and helped them find the compound. But really, we haven't seen him in this title since the 60s when he That's was helping when Dr. He was, Pym. When he was being attacked by the trash can Ultron? Yes. Well, and when he was being attacked by the Sons of the Serpent. Oh, right. Yeah, the back, back when he stuff. was not yeah. a black man, but a gray man. <laughs> a man made of granite. Mm. So, yeah, he's here. I, I'm, I'm surmising. I'm trying to put pieces together here. The High Evolutionary has enlisted prominent scientists of the earth i don't even think it's prominent scientists because no offense bell foster he's not that prominent i think i mean we find he's, a, he's recruited scientists that are willing to work for him yes exactly <laughs> and that's what bill foster is there i mean bill foster has a reason for working for the high evolutionary which we find out more about in the second part of the story right the only thing he's important in this part of the story is he recognizes that the high evolutionary is up to no good and so he puts a little message in a pill bottle and, and stuffs it down someone's neck. Stuffs it down the neck of one of the bad guys. The high evolutionary needs vibranium and is sending people to Wakanda. And so Bill Foster puts a note in this guy's suit, armored suit. I think it might be a woman. Oh, in this woman's armored suit. It says good luck cheetah. Good point. I don't know if that's short for a man's name or a woman's name. Well, this this uh, this armor is so weird clunky he has this uh army of people that are called the gatherers and it's just just nondescript armor they look kind of like mandroids but in silver yeah but but their face plates look like they're stuck in someone's air conditioning duct (laughs) (laughs) trying to look out of it yeah it's not good 
Uh, and then the the high evolutionary does a little bit of flashbacking that we are not even going to cover because no one cares. Oh, but this was amazing. You know, we have to talk about this. I don't care specifics, but apparently it was, this has something to do with Secret Wars Two with the Beyonders. No, that wasn't Secret Wars Two. This was Steve Engelhart's run on the Fantastic Four. Four. Okay, there was a spot in here where he talks about um, he had created Counter Earth, like this other world, and mm-hmm. and the Beyonders towed it away to put it on display in a museum. There's a, a museum that's big enough for a planet to be in it? This is what, so... All this right, is you know amazing. What? You know, you brought this up. Because <laughs> I, I love that panel. You see, like, these intergalactic toe things pulling this planet. I think this actually is brought up in part three. But basically, yeah, the Beyonders took Counter-Earth and put it in a museum. And <laughs> it basically awesome. drove the High Evolutionary insane. The idea that there were beings that powerful, because he has a pretty high opinion of himself... And the idea that someone could be that much more powerful than him kind of made him crack. Do we know... They referenced that it's Marvel 2-in-1, number 63. Do you know who was in that one? Well, it was The Thing and... It's, sure. <laughs> her? No. Uh, Warlock. Warlock. Thing and Warlock. Close. And Moon Dragon the and... Male her. Starhawk. I've read some of those issues where... that Some of that storyline. That's amazing. So, The Gatherer's... Teleport into Wakanda, where, of course, they are met by the Black Panther and his legions, who are not going to let them get to the Vibranium Mound. Nope. Who are those guys? They're like like giant witch doctors. Do you see those guys in the background fighting with the Black Panther? Yes. These guys? Who are those guys? I don't know. They're awesome. But I forgot to mention, you, you say that the High Evolutionary has Bill Foster's is getting scientists. Mm. He's recruiting scientists for their recondite knowledge. I did not know what that word meant. Recondite? Recondite? Is that what it is? I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. It's, it means little known. For their obscure. For their little known knowledge. Their obscure knowledge. <laughs> they don't know a lot. <laughs> Sorry, I hadn't seen that in a while. Yeah, no, I remember reading that too. Yeah, the... Um, so... <laughs> So they fight these guys that are wearing these tin-plated armor things, and one of T'Challa's men finds that capsule shoved down in their costume. Come on! Yeah, Black Panther and his men do very well against them because they have the Panther's throb. Mm-hmm. Has to be the worst name I've ever heard. It's transhuman robot. They're calling it throb. Oh, that's what those guys are that look like witch doctors. And please rename that. Panthers throb. So yeah, uh, they you as you say they find this capsule where Doctor Foster has written a note. Well, this is how they find it because they capture these guys and Black Panther's like, now my warriors search them for clues to their master and origin. So his guys are like strip searching these people. Where'd you come from? And they find that Foster has sent a note saying the world is in danger. Contact Henry Pym. Oh, boy, Bill Foster. Wow. <laughs> he didn't know any better. He's like, yeah. that guy's probably way smarter than me. Yeah. Black Panther contacts the West Coast Avengers, and our current team of Hawkeye, Wonder Man, The Vision, and The Scarlet Witch come out. And Mantis. Oh, and Mantis. I always forget Mantis. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that either The Vision or The Scarlet Witch were supposed to stay behind to watch the children. I like. I swear that they mentioned that the first time we see them. They're like, one of us will have to stay back to watch the kids. But I guess the kids are being watched by the grounds crew. Uh, yeah, I'm I thought they did say something in here about Actually, they not. might be with his mother, with, with Simon's mom. Oh, yeah, because they haven't moved to the West Coast yet. That's right, they yeah. haven't. So, yeah, so oh. T'Challa calls the, the West Coast Avengers, and they show up, and he's like, where's Hank Pym? 
<laughs> I, just, I just called you guys because I wanted Pim. Yeah, and Pim's, and they're like, look, we don't have Pim, but we have better people, which they do. There's a really weird panel here where it looks like Mantis is drawn in two panels like she's supposed to be talking. Like her mouth is yeah, open. This one. And there's no word balloons coming out of it. And it looks like they're all just ignoring her as she, like, she has laryngitis. Maybe did Pim put laryngitis germs on a microphone and she. Like Panther's looking right at her. Uh huh. It looks like. I, I don't understand. I, I'm not sure what's happening in these panels. <laughs> there's so much space in that first panel. Like there's supposed to be more word balloons. And they're just yeah. like, no, <laughs> we're not going to do that. So then we get to hear uh, Bill Foster's story about being Black Goliath and getting cancer. Yeah. So Bill, yeah. Right. Because he, he got bombarded with radiation from the Atom Smasher from DC. Yes. Yes. From the Justice oh, Society of crossover? America. Yeah. And then he got a blood transfusion from Jessica Drew. And that, they say, killed the cancer, but we're going to find out but it really didn't. No, that didn't. Yeah. He needs to get the bad stuff out of his body. And then they get warned that there are more bad guys. Yes. Oh, my God. I There's a, there's a group called the Sensors, and each one of them represents a different sense. I would have rather seen the West Coast Avengers fight cactuses again. <laughs> well, I would always rather see them fight cactus. Because these characters make absolutely no sense to me. So how many senses do you have, Jason? Six, apparently. Wait, you have six yeah. senses? Oh, yeah. It's my sixth sense, my intuition. Yeah, they have a sight, touch, sound, smell, taste, and intuition. It's really bad. I refuse to talk very much about this stupid fight. Don't these characters keep showing up? These are like <laughs> legacy characters, right? Uh, uh, this is like the new Zodiac. They're going to be in the new Eternals movie. Kapow. Yeah, there's a big fight. The only one point I, I want to put, I want to point out, Vision is fighting Sight, mm-hmm. who is shooting lasers at him. Mm-hmm. And Vision thinks he can block the lasers with his cape. With his cape, yeah. Shreds why his would cape. You, yeah, shreds his it's cape. I don't even know. Why would he think that that, you can turn diamond hard. Why do you need to block lasers with your cape? It was just very weird. I want to, uh, we forgot to point out that these annuals are 64 pages. And 38 of those pages is this fight. It does. It goes on and on and on. And it's just not interesting. The, the funny thing is, at the very end of it, Black Panther is distracted by, I don't even know, is this hearing? I don't know who this guy is. Uh, that would be, I guess it's... And while he's fighting him, some other person swoops in from behind and steals a piece of vibranium. Yep. A huge chunk just, of yeah, vibranium. Just lasered it right out of the, out of the mountain. And then that, and the Avengers like, well, we won. And Black Panther's like, good on you. Yeah, and he's like, I don't know. Something still feels weird, like in the whole world. And so they're like, so the the message from Bill Foster, the high evolutionary, set himself up in the Savage Land. Well, it wasn't the Savage Land because Terminus had destroyed the Savage Land. It was back to just being Antarctica. But and it, high evolutionary went there and did some terraforming and turned it back into the Savage Land. Yes, in the X-Men annual that's part of this, when we do our explaining the X-Men, oh wait, no, that's already a podcast, <laughs> we will we'll talk about X-Men annual where the High Evolutionary comes back and brings the Savage Land back. But yeah, so anyway, that's where the West Coast Avengers are going to. So they, they fly to the coordinates that were on the note from Bill Foster, and there's just a hole in the ground. Yep. Yeah. So then we go to the second part of this story, which if you couldn't guess what the title would be, since the first one was called Heads You Lose... This one is called Tales You Win. Yup. And this is the rest of the well, These are the former team. West Coast Avengers. Yes. That still have a Quinjet for some reason. 
Yeah, apparently Mockingbird took a lot. She was worried about like I don't. Do you remember that issue where yeah, she, she put her ID down and the thing to turn the alarm off and all that? But she took a Quinjet. Yeah, she didn't want to take anything not obvious. <laughs> uh, so Mockingbird, Tiger, and Moon Knight land in the Savage Land because they had apparently. Got- well, this was in the last West Coast Avengers that we read when the team split up. They had gotten some notice that something was going on down in Antarctica. Yep, with the polar bears. Some polar bear messaged them. It was like, please help. So they flew down to what is now the Savage Land. I didn't realize until the very end of this part of the book that this part should have come first. Because, because they get there before there's a hole in the ground. Yes. They're there when what makes the hole in the ground takes place. <laughs> yes. I believe that they did that. They did it in this order. So you'd get to the hole in the ground and think, like, what happened? I guess I have to finish reading this. No, it's suspenseful. Yes. They are met as soon as the... As the Ex West Coast Avengers land, they are met by Kazar. The ex coast. <laughs> They're met by Kazar, Mr. Plunderer. And he explains how the high evolutionary brought the Savage Land back. Uh, yep. He explains that he has a kid now, too. Yeah, he and Shauna have moved back there and they have a little baby. These are some of the greatest panels ever. When the girl, Tigra, and Mockingbird run in to see the baby, and then Kazar's stuck talking to Moon Knight. <laughs> And it's so weird because... I'm Kazar. I am Moon Knight. Yeah, well, and it, what's weird is that, like, the the, the women, of course, because women love babies. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the women are all are all cooing around the baby. And I don't understand Mar- Moon, Moon Knight's, Knight's reaction to it. Yes. He, like, glares at the baby, just stares at it, and his hands clench. But wait, we have to go back to these two panels because they don't make sense. Okay. So they introduce each other. I'm Kazar. I am Moon Knight. And then the next panel, Moon Knight goes... What about the high evolutionary? What's his ultimate goal? <laughs> what? I don't think what kind they of conversation have, is that. I don't think they have a lot to talk about. And then Kazar just goes, I don't really know. These two panels take up almost half the page and they're useless. Well, the expression on Kazar's panel in the second is kind of uh <laughs> He looks pissed. Yeah, he's he's an unhappy oh, man. Weirdo. Why are you staring at my but baby yeah, like that? But yeah, then Moon Knight's so weird and his fingers, fingers clench. clench. And he storms out of the house. And it's so odd and I do not understand it. I don't know what they're trying to say. He tries to explain, doesn't he? Something about how he's the, like the vengeance of the moon, not the moon's mother love. What the yeah, hell what does, does that, that mean? mean? Yeah, and then Mockingbird gets to remind us one more time that she and Hawkeye are getting a divorce. They walk out of uh, Kazar's hut, go through a, like... 12 feet of jungle and they arrive at the door of the high evolutionary's place and knock on it it's like they're going to jabba's palace at the beginning of return of the jedi yes exactly <laughs> exactly and and the evolutionary's people just let them in they're, yeah, like, they're like yeah oh, he's expecting you yeah no he says he was certainly expecting someone <laughs> i don't care you guys are good enough you're someone and so bill foster sees them here and thinks that they're there to save him but, of course, they're not there to save him. And when the High Evolutionary casually mentions to these three that he has a bomb that's going to mutate everyone on Earth, and they're like, wait, what? You can't do that. He immediately gasses them and knocks all of them but Moon Knight unconscious. Why doesn't Moon Knight fall unconscious, Jason? Because he's a god. He just he can only he'll sustain a, a little bit longer until Mark Spector can't take it anymore, which doesn't make sense because wouldn't he have just been knocked out immediately because yeah. everybody else? Yeah. If it's a physiological process, you can't actually put those on hold. Yeah, that doesn't... I didn't get that. It doesn't make any sense. So they... uh, I I guess he just throws them in hallways? Yeah, he basically puts them in... He wants to see what... He's he's doing a Christoph Von Doom here. He wants to see what they do when they're placed in certain situations. So he puts Mockingbird in a rat maze. He wants to see if they'll be good test subjects for his mutation 
experiments. She has to fight a giant robot. A tiger is also in a maze, also fighting robots. And Moon Knight is in a maze. He's already beaten his robot. Yeah. Bill Foster, meanwhile, is trying to come up with a plan to rescue the Avengers since they are really bad at rescuing him. He's, his plan is to run up and down hallways until someone tells him he's not allowed to be there. And then he punches them in their heads. <laughs> That's a good plan. Uh, let's see. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Mockingbird, Mockingbird makes it to High Evolutionary. She attacks him. He, you know, whatever. They fight. She has him down, and that's when he grows to, like, 20 feet tall. And then Bill Foster's like, hey, I have this vial I've been carrying around for no reason. Why don't I drink it? Oh, look, I'm 20 feet tall now, too. Yeah, he's back to being, if you remember, he was Black Goliath because he was a man of color, so we had to put black in front of his name. (laughs) Yep. And he is back to being 20 feet tall, and he and the High Evolutionary fight. And we find out that this is why Bill Foster has come to work for him, because the cancer was not gone. But Bill Foster came up with this brilliant idea, which is that when when people in the Marvel Universe that change size get bigger... They take they, mass from another dimension. Right. And that It's mass, clean mass. Cancer-free mass. So as long as he can keep the clean mass in his body long enough to flush out the yep. bad mass, then he'll be good to go. Yep. So um, I... Yeah, you mentioned that he was Black Goliath. I forgot to say, on the cover of this, it says reintroducing Giant Man, and I feel like they should have called him Black Giant Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's in Marvel 2 and 1. He's in Marvel 2 and 1 a lot as well. Yeah. He, that's when Ben Grimm tells him, stop calling yourself Black Goliath. Just right, call yourself right. Giant Man. My favorite part about both of them growing to 20 feet tall is they talk in screams now. <laughs> yes. Everything is in giant, bold lettering. So they fight for a while. It doesn't really matter eventually the high evolutionaries person calls him and says hey we got the vibranium and high evolutionaries like all right see ya peace out just blast off through the roof and so the avengers leave the high evolution the high evolutionaries people get in a way in a ship and he blows up his base where did bill foster get in the quinjet because he doesn't shrink down to human size it's a good point he says because when they finally land he's still giant size and he's like i have to stay this way for a while how does he fit in the quinjet I thought he was like hanging on to the bottom of it or something. They don't, he doesn't, well, you say when they land, but they don't land in the Quinjet again. No, oh, maybe, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm thinking ahead to the, uh, but to the it. issue that this corresponds with in the West Coast title when he finally goes somewhere and he's like, all right, see you guys. The West Coast Avengers, the X, the X Coast Avengers leave. Just as the West Coast Avengers come, we get the same panel we got at the end of the first part. And yeah. then they pad this issue out with pinups galore. 14 pages of pinups. Every character that was in this book and Dr. Pym, Master Pandemonium gets his own page. Oh, look, there's the unpublished cover to issue 14 with Son of Satan and Hellcat on it. And then this thing. Is this part of the Evolutionary War storyline? Yeah. I thought it was a flashback to some old Thor comic. Well, it is. So I didn't read it. I glanced through it and I was like, I don't know if this is... I guess it says right there, chapter nine. Chapter nine. So was the first two chapters seven and eight? No. It doesn't say. This is the ninth annual that they've done in in the Evolutionary War. So this whole thing is chapter nine. So why did they just call this last part of it Chapter Nine? Because well, because <laughs> because the main stories are so loosely tied together as to not be important. But this is but actually, this part is like running through all of yes. them. Oh, okay. So before we get into that, I just wanted <laughs> to, to point out the Hawkeye pinup. They do DC jokes, or they do they do Archer jokes. We see Hawkeye with 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 posters on the wall behind him. One from the Swordsman, which says, "You're a little green." 
Arrow. Yep, yep, yep. Ha ha. Mm-hmm. And then Captain America calls him a Robin Hood. Well, he started out as a Robin Hood. Yeah. So, ha ha. Those and are the kind of jokes you don't want to lose. Did you see in the background all the all the people that aren't Avengers anymore, he turned their pictures upside down? Yeah, I don't really understand <laughs> that at all. Now, as far as... They have stupid jokes in all of these pinups. Yeah. The Wonder Man one makes a joke about his pecs. And Scarlet Witch and Vision one, she says something about something looking like a vision. They're just bad. So as far as the, the, the last story, like, like I said, so this is something that Marvel did whenever they had annuals that ran through every single title. These annuals were always built on decades of Marvel continuity. So they would start in the first issue and they would have their resident continuity nerds. In this case, it's Mark Grunewald, <laughs> uh, drawn by Ron Lim, come in and basically just rehash the continuity that took you to the beginning of the first annual. So we're basically telling the High Evolutionary's story. This is the High Evolutionary's origin. Basically, every time he's ever appeared in a Marvel comic. And I, we're not even going to talk about it. It's weird. It's just part of when he appeared in a Marvel comic. Although I'm, the very last page of this had me so confused. Because he puts himself... He, he gets attacked and he's hurt. And he puts himself on some table and presses a button and turns into some energy form. <laughs> he looks so weird. He's like evolutionary jesus and he says uh he's the ultimate the end of human evolution and he floats off the planet as this giant form like quetzalcoatl i don't does he stay like that (laughs) what did i tell you what part of i'm not even going to discuss it why does that happen well, Jason, all you have to do is find part 10 of the Evolutionary War in well, annual right form. It's continued in Spectacular Spider-Man Annual Number 6. I will tell you I have that at home. Well, there you go. <laughs> you can read that and on your Splainin' Spider-Man podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I don't like this. I don't like this at all. I don't particularly like this annual. We're going to have a couple more like this, aren't we, annuals? We have Atlantis Attacks and... I think just Atlantis... Well, for the West Coast Avengers, it's just Atlantis Attacks. Acts of Vengeance isn't in there? No, that's not an annual thing. Oh, okay. That'll be in the main title, but it's not in the annuals. And then for the West Coast Avengers, they only get two more annuals after this. (laughs) And then they're done. And one's Atlantis Attacks, and the other one is like... They skip like four years where they don't get annuals at all. Is Atlantis Attacks the one with the serpent crown? Okay. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. So, anywho... So that's it. That's the annual. I hated it. Don't read it. But you know what? What's interesting about this is we are getting to the end of the Engelhart Milgram run. We are very close. So that's something to look forward to, I guess. Next week, we're covering a fill-in issue, right? We're covering a fill-in issue and the issue after, because the fill-in issue is going to be uh, very <laughs> four minutes of talking. Yeah. I missed the part where we used to review the comics a little bit. I missed it a little bit, where we'd give it a grade and then like talk about our we favorite We'd give it a grade. Like, <laughs> no, we couldn't. What's your favorite part? <laughs> that end thing where the evolutionary turns into some energy form and drifts off the planet. He looked like that episode of The Simpsons where Mr. Burns got lost in the woods. <laughs> and he was all like high and looked like a ghost. Oh, what's going on? Do you remember that one? I don't. He was in like his nightshirt and something that happened to him. He was glowing for some reason. I plan on watching The Simpsons again uh, when I have, when I am in a full body cast for six months. Don't bother. It doesn't hold up well. All right. That's it. That's it. It was fun. I mean. It wasn't. It was not fun. It was torture. Black Panther was in it, though. That was kind of cool. You know what? We started this <laughs> podcast because we enjoyed 
the Avengers. And I feel like at some point in time it's become MST3K where there are some <laughs> scientists that are forcing us to read these issues. Do they have patches on their elbows? Are they smoking They're smoking pipes, pipes of okay. course. All right. They're scientists. They're, they're experts in uh, science. All science. So all of it. Everyone. Any science. Cool. Hey, if you want to talk to us about science, you can reach us at AvengingHour at gmail.com or Instagram at AvengingHour. Cool. See you later. Right, bye-bye. <laughs>